All right, hey everyone, welcome back to uh, Antioch Tulsa's Relational Value. We are getting into simple honor today, and I got my dude Matt Diller with me. Yo, me and Matt go back to our Fort Collins days. I don't know, probably five years now, six years. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, twenty eighteen. That's it. Beginning twenty eighteen. Five ish years, four ish years. Yeah. Um, you decided it was a good idea to join us out here in Tulsa. Yeah, that's been awesome. Um, all right, so simple honor is us viewing and treating each other as gods, all created in his image. And so it's essentially the basic reality, going back to Genesis, that we are all created in the image of God, uniquely, you know, what's that, Psalm 138, we're all like formed in, no, 45, I don't know, when we're all formed in his, in, in his image, in, in, in our mother's room, like he uniquely has put his fingerprints on us. And so we want to treat each other from his perspective, and that can be real challenging, but this is what Jesus did. So, uh, Matt, I would love to hear, hey, what's been, you know, as we've been diving into this the last six months or so, what has been your experience with Simple Honor? Yeah, um, yeah, it's, I would say that that definition has been an internal, um, I guess, fight almost, where I have been really finding myself um, realize that there's a lot of people based on how they look or where they're at that I don't actually view them as God's child. Um, I, I almost look down at people. I think one of the um, ways that I've been finding that be the case is with homeless people. Um, I work downtown at a bakery, and there's a lot of homeless people um, on my walk in and out of work. And I've I've built up a worldview or a um, perspective towards homeless people that, you know, when they ask me for money or whatever, they're going to buy drugs, alcohol, something yeah, right. like that. Um, and and based on what I've heard from other people and and just how they look, um, it's it's actually I've over time I feel like I've distanced myself from the reality that they are just like me that they're one of God's children, um, and so. Uh, that's, that's been a really big one. Another, another one that's really simple is, um, just driving around town. Oh, let's go. In Tulsa, the traffic. Bad drivers. Yeah. Just people. I've, I've made an observation that people in Tulsa genuinely don't enjoy using their turn signals. Um, and my, my vehicle recently, um, has been down to five out of six cylinders. And so my acceleration is not as 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 good and so sometimes people enjoy being right on my bumper which is understandable but that's been another place where i've i've view everyone around me while i'm driving as the enemy and i'm like oh this is one of god's kids that's trying to get to work also totally so you're saying when someone cuts you off or doesn't use the blinker that every time you're just like oh it's a child of god that's what you do. That's what. That's where I'm working towards. <laughs> I can't say I'm 100 percent there yet. There's probably a few times where I have to take that thought captive. Oh, that's of, good. This is this is literally my enemy right now. To okay. Uh, we had a, a team meeting the other day. You were there when when Daniel was talking about how like he uses his car to host God. And yeah. How challenging that is. And anyways, we can get into that later. Um, but yeah, with, 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 let's just say homeless people, that's a great one. Another maybe big cultural one is 
kind of the, the, the blue or the red. Like if someone is, you know, on their social media, diehard blue or red, we perceive them in a certain way. Or even, let's say, a, a retail hourly worker, you know, around the holidays, we perceive them a certain way. Or someone driving a Tesla, we perceive them a certain way. Um, and so simple honor is really the value of, hey, I'm going to get through all of the external facades and try and treat them from God's perspective, even if they're meanies. Even if they're meanies. <laughs> uh, right on, man. Well, in the last six months, you feel like there's any significant uh, maybe experiences that have helped this kind of zero in on your internal world? Definitely. Um, I was mentioning, talking about homeless people downtown uh, earlier. Um, it was a couple months ago, there was a homeless man. I was walking back to my car from work and um, he was in a wheelchair and he he asked me if I could um, help him roll to just somewhere. He's like, hey, can you bring me somewhere? Um, and so I came up to that spot in my heart of Oh, I don't actually value this person mm. as a person. Like he's like I, I like because I, I don't want to help him. Mm. Um, but the, it was there was a choice where I was like, okay, I'm gonna like actually treat him like he's God's created, like wow. he's a person. I'm gonna wheel him. Um, but I, was, I had my water bottle. I had a, a old loaf of bread. I was taking home from the bakery, um, and so I'm like, hey, can you hold on to this? Wheeled him to a spot, maybe down a block, um, and. And then I had the moment of, oh, he's holding some bread that I was going to take for myself. And what is he going to do with it? Is he going to eat it? Does he need it? Does he just want drugs? Mm-hmm. I ran into all of these places where I wasn't viewing him as God's created, but as what I perceived him to be. Absolutely. Um, and so I made a choice of, hey, do you want to just keep that bread? Um, I don't really need it. And so I left it with him and went home. That was a couple months ago. Um, and now, um, when I see homeless people, my internal heart is towards them is actually softer because there's been a process over the last couple months of being downtown of seeing homeless people, um, where I'm not necessarily giving all my money away and finding mm-hmm. all the bread to give to people. Um, but I'm genuinely just have a softer heart because I'm seeing that, oh, this is just one of God's children. He loves them. Totally. Have you found that with bad drivers? Yeah, that's I would I'd say that's what I'm working on even more. Let's go. Um, but yes, definitely. I think what you mentioned, what Daniel was talking about in one of our previous meetings, that I think my goal in driving is I want people to encounter God through my driving as well. Wow. So not necessarily being more aggressive or more defensive, but more godlike in my driving which sounds silly but it's like i'm sure that people can be honored by my driving totally that's some hopeful expectation right there yeah we just talked about that one um cool right on well i how how do you feel like uh you experienced jesus modeling this or what do you see in scripture where you're like i guess in awe at how jesus did this yeah, I think the the main one that comes to mind, the main instant that comes to mind is when Jesus went up to the woman at the well um, in the book of John, I think John 4. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a real clear um, difference in culture there Yeah, where here's a, a Jewish rabbi who's having a one-on-one conversation with a Samaritan woman. 
Um, so culturally, it just was such. She's in a place of shame. She's out at the well in the middle of the the heat, um, and she there's just a huge no no for why is he why is he talking to her and so he he was putting this honor on her of he recognized her as uh, this is God's child and not only that he he was the first she was the first one he mm-hmm. revealed himself to and um. I see. I see. There's a lot of places um, where Jesus is performing healings for lepers, people who are lame, the blind. There's people who physically, their appearance, are um, communicating something almost that they are lesser. Yeah. Um, and Jesus doesn't allow their outer appearance to dictate their value. Totally. You can. You can look at. <clears throat> I'm sure it's a, a little challenging if you're not like. Uh, Jewish in nature or by, 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 by culture, but how you perceive maybe the sick or even women at Jesus's time would maybe be the equivalent to like how we perceive now, um, maybe a, a person that is, you know, visually portraying themselves as a, a, like a druggie or even someone that is visibly portraying themselves in like, hey, I don't really care. Like I'm wearing dark clothing or uh, not making eye contact or, you know, living with headphones on all the time. Like whatever that is, these are indicators that society would say, hey, that person is less than I'm treating them differently and I'm not actually functioning from Jesus's lens. And I, I imagine what would it have been like if Jesus did that? I don't know, it probably wouldn't have been Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I find I find myself the that like outer appearance in now that there's I avoid those people, maybe even avoid eye contact. I don't want them to initiate with me mm-hmm. because then I'll have to treat them like God's created. Yeah. Another aspect of this that I'd love your perspective on is um when treating people with honor, th- that's not an external thing, right? Like it is an internal belief. Like, how have you worked out your internal belief in your relationship with God? Um, I would say the the language of taking the thought captive. Um, it's been in the moment of dealing with the homeless person while I'm driving. Um, I am aware of the fruit of my thought or accusing mm-hmm. or, or perception. Um, and in that moment, I find that I will... I will latch on to, um, for one, it's probably God. I'm sorry. That's like that's your child driving yeah. in that in that BMW. Yeah. Um, or like, oh Lord, I'm sorry that you actually love this person that's in front of me that's hurting and broken. Um, and as I've making these small, I guess repent, repent, repentance decisions, and these small repenting moments. Um, I think that over time it's built up my, I guess, simple honor muscle. Um, but it, there hasn't, there's not like a, there hasn't been like a one trick or one prayer that I've prayed at home. Yeah. It's, it's when it comes up, I've been finding it's, oh, I'm going to actually turn the other way. Yeah. Would you say this has been like almost a daily for you? 100%. Like multiple times a day. Cause drive, I drive every day. Every day. And so that it always comes up when I, always. Yeah. Um, well, as, as you're, you know, in this, this process with the Lord, another thing that's come up with me, I'd love your perspective on this is, 
Have you ever almost felt justified in this in how you're treating people um, because you just assume you know what their actions are going to be? And so it's almost like, like I guess the question is, do you need to know what their actions are going to be to be able to treat them with honor? No, because I think that would completely be apart from what the idea of honoring them is. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I just look at Jesus. There was no, he had no filter for what someone's response would be. I mean, with, with Judas, for example, like yeah. he knew he was going to betray him, but he that didn't change how Jesus was interacting with him and how he was loving him, how he still invited him to the table. That is mind-blowing. I mean, you take that on anyone that's hurt you, like anyone over the course of your life, that you have some sort of um, permission, so to speak, that th- that person violated me and they'll probably do it again. Is it worth relating to them from this posture of honor? That, yeah, that's very challenging. It's It sounds impossible. It is. But it's like, okay, Jesus, you did it. Right. So would you help me? Yeah. What do you think would happen, I guess, culturally in our, our pocket of, you know, our communities if we functioned from honor? Um, I think that there would be a lot less division. Hmm. Um, I mean, you look at, where we're at as a culture, maybe in the U.S., even globally, there's everything is divided. Even in the church, there's so much division. Um, and I think that as we treat people like they are gods, not that they are a god, but mm-hmm. that they are one of gods, mm-hmm. um, that 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 the the conflict that comes up in oh you are lesser than it, that it won't stand. Totally. It, it in in a lot of ways too puts the judgment where it needs to be, which is like, as God's created, you are not responsible to me. You are responsible to God. And so it takes me out of the equation of like, I'm going to relate to you irregardless because I believe and want you to experience what God says you are, but I don't, I'm not responsible to make it happen. If you want to go off and do whatever you want to do with your life, that's up between you and God. But I, I'm not like, I'm not taking the burden in my relationships to convince people. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not defining people for them. Totally. Or even for yourself internally. Yeah. Or to justify your kind of like closed off heart towards people. Yeah. To the homeless, to, you know, that culture you don't understand, to, you know, whoever. Like my wife gives me a hard time all, not a hard time, but my wife is growing in her desire to honor the disc golf community because the disc golf world carries itself in a very specific way. And it's easy to perceive that and treat that culture in the way that they're presenting themselves. And it's like, irregardless of what that community chooses to do, I'm valuing and honoring them because they're creating the image of God. And wow, that's so hard. Um, cool, Matt. Well, I really appreciate your perspective. We've had a lot of long conversations around how this works in the uh, political landscape of 2020 and 2021 and 2022. And uh, if if you are politically active, uh, I would strongly invite you to practice simple honor the next time you hear someone's political ad. Um, which I'm sure will be the next election cycle. Anyways, 
Um, well, Matt, for our listeners, if you were going to give them one thing to help activate them or to begin practicing simple honor, what would you invite them to do? Yeah, I guess for the listener, if you're like driving in the car even right now or wherever you're going, I would say, how do you honor people with your driving? Um, and in addition to that, how do you perceive other drivers hmm. based on their car, their use of turn signals, Come on, their speed, the amount of rust on their vehicle, all of it, the yes. amount of clothes piled in the back seat. Yes. And if you're under the age of 16, under the age of 16, over the age of 60. No, no. But like, if you're not a driver, let's say you're talking to my, my son, oh. what was one way that he could begin practicing honor? Maybe. Yeah, how do you view your teachers? Ooh. Um, I would say that's a big one. Um, the teacher that's lenient on homework or really strict on homework. Yeah. They dismiss you before the bell. You have to wait before the bell. Come on. You have to wait until the bell comes off. Um, yeah, the teachers. How do you perceive your teachers? And then not only that, not only how do you perceive your teachers, but how do you interact with your teachers? Come on. All right, well, there it is. Um, if you are under the age of 16 and not driving yet, or even if you're, yeah, or if you're a driver, um, when you get into your vehicle next, ask yourself the question, hey, how am I honoring my fellow drivers? Uh, if you're in a classroom, hey, how am I perceiving and honoring my teacher? Is it from God's perspective or is it from my own perspective? There it is. Matt, appreciate you, bro. Thanks, man. It's been a delight practicing simple honor in our little posse. <laughs> and so thanks for going first. Yeah, thanks, man. All right, y'all. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye.